ladies and gentlemen, this is Bright Crack, your weekly wedding podcast for great company, banter, and good times. Now let's crack on. Hi, Martina. Welcome to Bright Crack, your very first time. Hi, yes. Lovely to meet you. And you, Martina. So you are a wedding planner um, based in one of the most beautiful parts of the country. absolutely love it down there. Tons of amazing wedding venues. Um, but before we get stuck into that, do you want to just um, share with everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So my name is Martina. Uh, I run wonderful events by Martina Paul. I am based in um, a lovely Warwickshire, which is uh, well just on a doorstep of Cotswolds. Uh, but I can look after weddings within the whole of the UK. Uh, quite lucky actually being in the Midlands because I can go up north or down south. <laughs> yeah, right in the middle, yeah. And it's, everything is really same distance to me, so I'm quite lucky. Um, yeah, so I am from Czech Republic, but I've lived in the UK for 20 years. And I do love to plan weddings, not only in the UK, but I sort of move on to the Europe destinations as well now. Mm, very nice. Cool. So I think um, your experience actually is, is kind of very similar to my own in that you've covered around 300 weddings during your career, which brings a phenomenal amount of understanding about how weddings work, how the wedding industry works, how trends change and evolve. Um, so we need to pick your brains a little bit, actually. If, um, if a couple are looking for a wedding planner um, for their wedding, what would you say that in particular you bring to the table? Um, what you know? What are your inspirations, and what makes you really, really excited about weddings? Well, I do love to travel myself, so I try to bring um, understanding of families coming together, mm-hmm. most importantly, which can be a bit challenging, um, and different cultures coming together, which is quite exciting because we then get to play with different foods, different wines, different drinks, but also different traditions, mm. which is really exciting. Um, and then it would always be my experience. I think I can say that I've seen a lot, if not all. Um, and I have experienced, um, you know, all the all the obvious sort of problems on a wedding day that can happen, but also some um, that you cannot expect. <laughs> yeah. I think um, like a really a really interesting thing to do for weddings, especially for your wedding when you're planning your own wedding is to think outside of the box and look at kind of how people who have grown up in other countries um, can bring their very unique kind of style and taste and experience to the table. So what we did for our wedding, we pulled in as many non-English Yorkshire people as was humanly possible so that they would bring something slightly different and exciting um, to the mix. So would you say, you know, having grown up in the Czech Republic, does that give you... uh, a slightly different perspective on weddings or experience? I think every wedding planner can really arrange anything. So if the couples comes in and say, look, we want to, you know, we want to fly over somewhere for our ceremony. So they will be, you know, let's see how we can deliver it. Uh, But I think it's sort of understanding of the parents as well. So the parents obviously come with their own ideas into the wedding and they come with their traditions. So it's really for the couple and guiding them and supporting them and saying, look, this is your wedding, do it really your way. We can definitely do the traditions and we can upgrade them. Let's put a spin on them 21st century way, you Mm -hmm. know, 
So let's just do it differently. So, I mean, we can mix and match anything and we can, you know, change the timings as well. It doesn't have to be a two o'clock wedding ceremony and then everything finishes in one day. Um, because I think it's such a experience wedding plan and it takes a year, if not longer. And the whole thing should be an experience, not just that one day. Um, and these days we really, we plan for, let's say, the events before the wedding. It could be a dinner it can be a Sunday morning brunch. It can be anything before and after. And it all sort of comes in play. Yeah, so everything is possible. And just say to the couples, really, really do it your way. There's always going to be opinions. And there's always going to be somebody who's not quite happy with your way of doing things. But it is your way. And it is Absolutely. your wedding. And every couple feels that it's only happening to them, you know. But I promise you... Every wedding has that one person who doesn't like something. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that you've brought that up, actually, because uh, having filmed quite a lot of European weddings, mm -hmm. um, our experience is very much of that kind of two, three-day event. And I yeah. think in, in the UK here, our experience traditionally is that one-day event and, and typically quite a short day. And I think when couples are planning their own wedding or trying to plan their own wedding, they tend to not see how quickly that day is going to go. Even, even though they've hit, read it in books and they hear it in films and, and they hear it all over the place, they don't really understand the concept. And I suppose bringing a wedding planner on board to help get through all of these ideas is a great kind of sounding board. You're there to say, hang about guys, have you thought about doing something the night before with your family? Maybe to get the families to mingle. Um, the yeah. night before, so so there's I less kind that. of there's less kind of formality on the day and more relaxed atmosphere. Um, so you know, do you find that a lot? Do you find that couples bring their ideas to you and you make them bigger? We, I think, we make it easier in a sense because the couples don't realize that maybe auntie and uncle are traveling already on Wednesday for Saturday wedding, don't they? They're going to be here a lot longer. Right. Um, and if you have a, let's say, half of the party traveling from anywhere, it could be Italy, Denmark, anywhere in the world, really, they're going to be here a week, if not two weeks before the wedding. Um, and then the couples, obviously, if they don't have a wedding planner, they have loads to do. So they would still pick up the dress, set up the wedding venue, which I always say, please don't go setting up your wedding venue <laughs> the day before. Just, yes. you, know, you should be relaxing. You should be having a good time. Mm -hmm. So then they feel sort of guilty um, that they are not looking after the family that have actually traveled and didn't think about it. So we always say, okay, let's do something because you will be, you will be with them anyway. So why not have a dinner? Why not going into the Cotswolds, have a walk trip, isn't mm -hmm. it? Have a... I mean, there's a Cotswolds uh, gin destillery, you know, there's plenty to do, Stratford, Upper London, you name it, we've got it. Mm. So just consider those trips and say to the family, look, what would you like to do? You know, would you like to do something else? And then on Friday, just have a small gathering, not too many drinks, early night, but make sure everybody's sort of entertained and don't Have feel, fun. yeah, don't feel guilty about, you know, setting up your venue when you actually can be spending time with your cousins or... I think may maybe you've zeroed in on kind of maybe the number one mistake, actually, that, that couples make in that they think or imagine that it all comes together. And I know even we're guilty. We're guilty of this um, yeah. because we hired a venue that didn't have any staff. 
And we hadn't really thought about it before, but when we turned up, they gave, they literally just sort of hand over the keys to the castle and, and do your own thing. Oh. And we managed to turn that into an event with mm. the family. But like you say, it can go horribly wrong if, if bridegroom scrambling around the night before trying yeah. to get everything ready. It's a stress you don't need. Um, and it's something that, uh, you know, the experience of a wedding planner can, can take off and, and she can organize, or he can organize that for you um, and get all that sorted. It's just get that idea in place, isn't it? It's like, have you thought about it? Have you thought about having a, let's say there's alcohol left over for the next day. Let's, you know, let's think about the little family gathering because your guests are still here anyway. Mm. It? All they need to do is pick up the flowers and cake really from the venue. So let's do something about it. And also, I mean, with the popularity of the barns, within the UK, uh, some of the bands are really empty spaces and you have them hired even for seven days. So you have an empty space for seven days. Let's do something about it, isn't it? Um, we, yeah. um, we dragged our band up from um, Aberdeen uh, and pulled them across to uh, Inverness, which for them was quite, was quite a travel. Um, and they said, we'd have to get there early. So we said, how about you get here early, um, you play some unplugged stuff during the drinks reception, We'll yep. give you food. We'll keep you happy. And they were like, oh, that's such a great idea. So like you said, you know, all these little ideas are where a wedding planner can really help to elevate what you've already got in place. Um, and like you say, more often than not, not actually cost you any more money. You're just using the same wine. You're just using the same food. You're yep. using the same suppliers. Right. And it all comes together in a much grander fashion without a massive budget. Yeah. And also we as a wedding suppliers, I have to say, we do love the wedding. So, you know, if we can be part of it and um, get a bit of a party out of it as well, we'll we are there. We are definitely there. So we will spare sometimes because uh, me as a wedding planner, I would never do back to back weddings. And I would always okay. want to have at least three days, you know, free uh, before and after just because there's so many there's last minute pickups somebody forgot the drinks you know somebody forgot the rings anything can happen picking up the cheesecake anything so i always sort of i am free to drive around and um if the wedding takes place in a church somewhere as well then there's more than just myself um so with within that we we always there anyway uh so Again, as a wedding supplier, just, you know, just say, oh, are you free the day before, the day after? Or even a week before the wedding, look, I can't manage. Can you please come and mm. come and do things for us? And however silly it might sound, you know, uh, we've heard it before. We've done it before. And if grandma needs picking up from someone, then grandma needs so picking up. It, <laughs> it yep. is what it is. So as long as everybody has a perfect day and you know, the week really, the week before the wedding or around wedding should be really perfect. So yeah, we there, we'll do it. I imagine that it takes a certain amount of time actually to get your head into a space for the bride and groom because every wedding is different, isn't it? And I think it comes with a different set of requirements and, and it's your job to make sure yeah. everything runs perfectly. So do you have a routine to get into the flow or how does it happen for you? I think because I come from hospitality background anyway, I love the buzz and I love mm. the sort being being sort of busy. I love being busy. Right. Um, but also I know the couples for a while. So if I've been working with them even for six months, I get to know them quite well and I get to know the families quite well. So by the time they are getting married, I'm quite emotional myself because they are like my friends. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes 
sometimes you know the support you provide in whatever happens on a journey sometimes i know you know things that nobody else knows uh so it's it's quite a close relationship with the couple and also then with the family because mum and dads are always involved as well um so yeah so you become really a family member for for that period of time um but yeah i yeah i'm quite happy being busy so i'm just i'm always in the flow so yeah that's interesting what you just said there because that's not something that I've ever heard before but it's such an important mm -hmm. point and that's a wedding planner is is also your wedding agony aunt isn't she if 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 something who else do you speak to i mean you can talk to your friends but they have no wedding experience organizing wedding experience um you know, you can't really reach out to your other suppliers and have a big moan to them. And it's your yeah. your family, they don't want to hear it. So, and certainly not your, your spouse. So having a wedding planner is a great, a great way to, to be able to take all that stress and go, I'm really worried about this. And you can just say, it's fine. It's fine because this is how it works. And you can share that experience with them. I can also give them an objective answer, can I? Because I can see it from... From practical point of view, yeah, practical point of view, and also, I'm not emotionally involved in that sense. Um, you know, your friends will give the give you their opinion, and obviously, mums, dads, and grandparents will give you their best experience opinion. Mm. Give you the opinion that actually will work, and hopefully, have everybody <laughs> positive outcome. Yeah, yeah. everybody, and it works for everybody. Uh, but most importantly, obviously, for the bride and groom, because there are upsets and. You know, people who don't want to turn up or they can't turn up for the wedding. And um, yeah, everything can happen. Anything anything happens, really. It's life, isn't it? And within a year or some weddings are planned, even two years ahead, you just don't know. You've got no idea. <laughs> don't know. Life is a roller coaster. Yeah. Anything possible. Yeah. So I mean, sorry. It comes together. It comes yeah, it together, comes together in the end. Us. Yeah. I guess... Um, it's already looking like, you know, I think we're painting this picture of a wedding planner is a very valuable thing to have. There's loads and loads of value to be had beyond the idea of just planning the wedding. There's so many other aspects that a wedding planner can bring. I think a lot of people still think, um, yeah, a wedding planner, it's an expense, but it's not, it's an investment. And as we said earlier on, really, having a wedding planner and that experience planning with you is a way to get extra value out of the money that you're already spending. You'll end up with a better thing overall. You will. I think you will end up definitely with a better eye for detail because I think lots of, lots of people think that the wedding planner is really your wedding decor and stylist. So they only see, um, you know, beautifully dressed rooms. They right. don't actually, this is sort of only the, the top of it, isn't mm, it? The surface. It all came together. The decor is beautiful. But this is really just just tiny part of it. The rest of it is just a massive iceberg underneath the water. It's uh, pulling everything together and, yes, supporting everybody. But also because I can save time. I know all the suppliers and I have reliable suppliers. And some of them offer discounts as well. So in a way, wedding planner pay for themselves. Mm. So I don't think it's quite obvious that we don't actually take commission of the suppliers, we just don't. But if the discounts are offered, they will be passed on to the customer. So really, we pay for ourselves, you know. Mm. All we want is just having a good day um, and having a good experience on top of it. I guess um, 
I'll share a bad experience that we had because we didn't have a wedding planner. Um, mm-hmm. And the cost of that, obviously, is sky high. So here's a, here's a very valid story. We had hired a nanny, like a, a wedding crash, to look after the kids because um, Rachel and I felt that the ceremony really wasn't going to be suitable for the young children. So mm-hmm. they should just be off watching movies and playing games and having fun. Um, we, you know, the ceremony sort of began and, and we didn't know but the nanny hadn't turned up. Oops. So one of the parents had to go and look after the kids. Mm-hmm. And after the fact, I mean, Rachel and I walked out of the ceremony room into the drinks reception and we saw the nanny sat on a chair. And, you know, that kind of like light bulb moment where you think, you should be upstairs. Yeah. And, and it turns out she'd arrived, but because there was no staff at the venue, she didn't know where to go. So she oh. sat downstairs missed the whole thing and um rachel and i i think it, it it sort of hit rachel so hard because she had a panic suddenly like where where are the children are they safe um, yeah. and we had to take we had to take the pressure of that in the moment because there was no wedding planner to to sort the crash lady out um but to just take that pressure off us on the day and it, and it, it did yeah. hit us hard um we got over it pretty quickly we had to um, but the, you know, the, the cost, the cost of that, it could have gone so wrong. It could have gone so wrong. It's, I think with the wedding coordinator, even if anything happens on a day, it's usually, it's usually sorted there and then. So mm. you wouldn't even know that anything happened. Um, and the coordinator wouldn't tell you either later, you know, they yeah, wouldn't keep it a secret. By the way, there was, <laughs> there was a problem. We just, Honestly, it's like if anything if anything happens and it needs to be addressed, it would always be the best man or the chief bridesmaid. The bride and groom would never know that anything goes, you know, happened or went wrong unless the electricity is off all of a sudden and it's really obvious. Um, but yeah, so um, just smoothing, smoothing things over behind the scenes and making sure everybody's everywhere. Uh, but also for the suppliers, having a contact on a day, having that mobile number saying, I don't know where you are. Where can I park? I don't know where I'm driving. Where's the plug? <laughs> Isn't it? So it's bits and bobs like that. So having that contact on a day for everybody, even for the bridesmaids and the groomsmen. So being maybe in a church, anything happened, anything I need to know, anything like that. Having that mobile number, dropping me a text. We have just left. Do you have a white chalk? There's a stain on a wedding dress. You know, anything like that. We just we just there to do it. Brilliant. I, I just, I kind of, I, I, I picture Mary Poppins here. You must have this kind of like bottomless kit bag or, or the boot yeah. of the car just full of gear to avoid emergencies. I have some really random things in my boot. I have an extension lead. I have um, nice. have things for speakers yeah. just in case the bands and uh, DJ uh, needs them. Uh, all sorts, yeah. I've got white chalk for the stains. Yeah, everything. I love it. I love it. So, um... Amongst many things, one of your kind of killer passions is travel, isn't it? Um, where have you been? What countries did you really, really enjoy visiting? I I love Europe. I I had the pleasure actually of working in the States as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I worked um, in a five-star hotel on a Cape Cod, which was absolutely amazing experience. Um, and I was lucky enough to get a working visa. So nice. That was quite good. And um, but I get to see how they do weddings, and obviously Americans they go they go big or they go home, don't they? <laughs> Pretty much, is a good good expression to yeah. use. 
big big six six piece bands and really really amazing weddings um but then yeah i traveled europe love europe um my favorite is italy uh, i absolutely love malta i considered moving there a couple of times nice uh, yeah it's like home from home it's really like england with the sunshine i think yes yeah it's, lots of history lots of different cultures yeah so yeah. good so good good food good wine can't complain big weddings again quite big mm. capacity the weddings uh, but yeah we've been to cyprus france Spain, Portugal. I think Europe, Europe-wise, I think I've been everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that helps you um, with your wedding planning, with ideas and pulling kind of like maybe handling different cultures and pulling it all together? It it does help. It's. Um, I think I look at it quite practically and logistically rather than. Of course, I'm inspired by the food and by the locations and how they design and style the weddings. And they always obviously use their local produce, which is always the best, best um, advice anywhere, really. Um, but I think different cultures just party differently, isn't it? So Italians, nine course meal. I mean, who doesn't want it? Uh, but also, let's say Polish weddings, you know, I mean, they, they, they party and you always think like, how can they... How can they party for three days? And there's always a tricks to it. It, it doesn't, there's always a behind the scenes and there's always a way the things are done. It's the same for Czech people and Slovakia. And we are a little bit different, but we all party for three days. Um, when the wedding, when it comes to weddings, it's a big food fest, really. Um, and it's quite, I think, important for me to bring it back to England and say, why you haven't just a roast um, mm. you can have? You know, if, if it's a budget-wise, when you can have all these salads, let's have a selection of desserts, let's have this and that, and it can all be done within a budget. Um, and it can just be a proper feast where the wedding is. Yeah. I think I'm all for it. I love the three-day wedding thing. I think it's the best, it's the best vibe possible. You need something small to build up. Then you need your wedding day, which is all excitement and craziness. And then you need that day after as well, don't you? Just to kind of wind down. But keeping your friends and your family around and, and keeping that kind of enjoyment going. Um, I think like we've established here today, it doesn't need to be super expensive. No, it doesn't. And I think the the day after and the day before, you are really using the same suppliers and stock. But the stories you get on a Sunday and, you know, people wake up still in a full full um, suits and dresses and they come down for breakfast and it's just hysterical. And um, you get such a good photos and you share all that. And you only start leaving sort of on Monday and it's such a good day, I think, the second day after the wedding. So, yeah, I love it. Brilliant, brilliant. We're almost out of time, Martina, but before we go, what would you say you love absolutely most about weddings? What's the one thing that gets you really, really fired up? Uh, it's, um, I think it's, it's, it's the obvious part where it's the ceremony, it's the families coming together. So the moment, my, my most favorite moment is the moment before the bride walks down um, so it's sort of getting her ready and she's getting her deep breath and the dad is all nervous. It's so cute. Or mom, or if she's walking alone or whoever, and then you've got the little flower girls and flower boys. So when you sort of lining everybody up and I get to send her off and watch them from behind in a way and watch the groom actually turn in his face and mm. 
tears. And I always, always the groom who cries, it's not the bride. (laughs) So I say, make sure you have a tissue each because you're going to end up shedding one. Uh, it's 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 true because I had tears on on our wedding day. Except mm-hmm. um, I'm a I'm a kind of a worry freak, so I put my tissue in my back pocket, and then I did the button up so that the tissue wouldn't fall out, and then I couldn't get the button done on, undone during the so, so so Rachel had to hand me her tissue, and um, yeah. yeah, so that's why, like you say, both have a tissue. It makes sense, just in case. Yeah, it's the little things, and if you know, it's in my pocket. So if I say, do you have tissues? No, then I dish out the tissues, not any. But yeah, it's the best moment. And I think this is where the families come together. And um, this is what really matters. So I always say, please do do your vows if you can. If you don't, I'll send you some samples. Just, you know, zhuzh them up as you need them. Um, but make it special because what you are actually promising to each other, this is what actually matters. It's not the food. It's not the party. It's not the drink. This is what matters. So mm. the half an hour really count. Make it your, you know, make it suit to yourself. And promise what you really honestly want to promise. Yeah. That's the best part. <laughs> awesome. Brilliant. Martina, listen, thank you so much for sparing the time to chat with us today. Um, I've heard things I've never heard before. And I think we've we've covered ground that I haven't thought about for years. So it's, it's been a really fantastic time chatting with you. I've really, really enjoyed it. So th- thanks for coming on the show. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much for having me. That's an absolute pleasure. And hopefully we'll get the chance to, uh, to have another chat with you in the near future as well. Yeah, we can explore. Awesome. Looking forward to it. All right, Martina, thanks very much. We'll see you later. Bye, Bye for now. Bye.